0: It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up.
1: Welcome. You're listening to Fucked Up with Sam Buck. Fucked
0: up. Nay fucked up. fucked up. fucked up. Now you hey, what's have
2: going on? Up. Thank you very much for being on. Oh, that was Ani, my producer, that was just on and hey uh, disappeared. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Yeah,
0: I'm excited that you reached out. Like uh, uh it's small world.
2: Yeah, it is. Uh thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm I'm a real big fan of your music. And then when I found out you were in Boston, I was like, or you know, Boston area. I was like, oh shit. It's uh I don't know. I feel like Boston kind of gets not thought about as much but especially in the new like griselda era boston massachusetts is kind of coming up again
0: yeah especially like the shows that they've had in boston and like you know a lot of the love that they've shown to boston like a lot of like the boom bap scene is starting to like kind of pick up in boston
2: yeah it's though when i met when i met conway he was saying that when they found out, like when they realized that they were something was at their show in Boston. And that's kind of I don't know. I kind of always took that as a this scene is real and it shows the, the love and support. But uh, when I found out you were from here, it's like and then I started finding out more, you know, more people are in the area, whether it be Lynn or it's cool. It's cool that the scene's kind of coming up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's been amazing.
2: It's weird. so I'm a I'm a stand up um, I do comedy and I feel like the rap and the comedy are similar in the city where it's like a lot of people come out of it but it's not thought about as like a scene altogether.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I agree with that.
2: I don't know if the, you you're not originally from the area, right?
0: No, I'm from Kansas.
2: You're from Canada and you lived in, you lived in what, Russia for a little bit?
0: Yeah, I lived in Russia for for a while. Um, Then I lived in Detroit for a while, lived in Virginia for a while, and then eventually ended up in Boston.
2: I don't know why, but when I listened to, Pray for Evil 2. And when I look at the artwork that you have in the music and you said you lived in Russia, I don't know, it just kind of clicked. I was like, do you take influence from that? Or I don't know if it's like the dark and cere- c- cerebral uh, gothic, I don't know, but I, I, it like made sense in my head.
0: Um, the Pray for the Evil 2 was an interesting project because I did pray for the Evil 1 and had like a hard time getting beats to Flee Lord. That he would like and pray for the evil too was like when i finally kind of like found his pocket and started making beats you know just each beat that i was making was hitting so it was working out um but yeah russia influences a lot of that that's for sure like you know a lot of a lot of my childhood and a lot of like the places that i live like influences a lot of the, me- the, the music that i make
2: how long were you there for
0: so, I was there from around, like, 1999
2: to, like, 2005. Oh, shit. So, you were there a lot. What were you doing? Uh, why were you out there?
0: My dad basically, like, does contract work for the government, and he mm-hmm. had a job out there. So, like, we just moved there for, for his work.
2: Okay, cool. That's funny that you said that. Um, that – the first album you did with Philippe, "Pray for the Evil," it—you felt like you weren't in the pocket with that because that might have been. I mean, he put out twelve projects that year, and your two projects with him are my two favorite that he did.
0: Oh, thank you. Appreciate that.
2: Um, oh, it's it's real. It's cool. I'm happy to have, talk to you because I am a real fan.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, those I appreciate that. The, both those projects were labors of love like you know i had a lot of fun doing both of them but like i wasn't i didn't really know flea as an artist very well when we did pray for the evil like so i didn't really know exactly like where to set like the i guess i guess the speed or the tempo of the beats so like i didn't really know like where his pocket was so like i was making stuff at like 90 beat, like bpm like you know, making stuff at like 130 and like 85. And like, you know, it was all over the place. And eventually I got into a groove where I was like, okay, Flea sounds really good at 85 beats per minute, like, you know, or 130, if he does like, you know, one of his like, you know, double time beats. So it just kind of took like learning learning about Flea and like treating his voice as an instrument and then making the beats kind of morph around the voice.
2: Do you like working one-on-one with an artist? Because I mean, that you saying that is kind of it's funny to think about. Because when I go back and listen to it, I, I like the different sound from the first one. Like it's a different sound, and I kind of like the maybe the um, unknowingness you had of each other's sound. It kind it worked, and that's it. It shows in the differentness of the project.
0: Yeah, like we we really just like hit it off and started bouncing ideas back and forth off each other. And then just like, eventually like came to, you know, the project that we have out, which is pray for the evil. Uh, one of the funny stories behind that is the song steppers was never originally meant to be on that project. Uh, the track with Conway, uh, that was supposed to go on organized grind too, which is, uh, a Conway Project, Organized Grind was put out by Traumatic, and then Organized Grind Two is like the compilation, or I guess the successor to Organized Grind that's coming out here soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that song wasn't even supposed to be on there; it was supposed to be on a completely different record. But we ended up switching stuff around, and it just ended up, you know, finding a spot on uh, Pray for the Evil.
2: It work. It works perfect in that, and okay. was that. I get it is funny. So I, I don't really know the like projects you think like, oh, if you have a good song, you're just going to put it on the project you have next, but that's not really how it works. Like a project is kind of like a piece. Uh, I come from the comedy world. So it's like, oh, I might write a good joke, but that's not going to fit in the set that I'm doing right now. So I have to like sit on it and wait for that joke to like kind of fit in perfectly and it took me a little bit to realize that rap was that way too
0: yeah there's a whole bunch of songs that i've made that just don't really fit the mold and that's that's why flea's really good at what flea does right like because flea will listen to beats and even if it's a really good beat if it doesn't fit the vibe of the album he's not interested like he he won't care like even if it's like the best beat in the world it could be a dj premiere beat if it didn't fit in with, like the, like, the the album, like, he won't put it on there. Um, so I think very... that
2: – what were you saying, sorry?
0: I was just going to say he's super particular about, like, the the composition of the, the project as a whole.
2: Yeah. How did you guys meet?
0: So, weird story. So, like, my friend Trill, um, who did Organized Grime with Conway um, – we went to a concert like Conway was coming in town to basically open up for Freddie Gibbs. And I was at
2: that concert.
0: Yeah. 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 So we, we were at that, that big
2: concert. night live. Yeah. Yep.
0: yep exactly. Exactly. Um, so we were backstage and I started talking to this guy and I was like, Oh, this, this dude's pretty cool. <laughs> like, and I didn't know that it was flea. I didn't know that in rock America had just come out with him and Ito So I had no idea who I was talking to. I was just like, man, this guy's cool as fuck. Like, this is a cool guy. Um, And he's like later telling me like, oh, I'm Flea. Like, you know, I did Rock America. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I've heard of Rock America. I listen to Rock America. Like, Trill, like, put me onto it. Um, Yeah. I was like, damn, this is crazy. I was like, we should do a song together. Like, I just threw it out there. And he was like, yeah, yeah, of course. Like, you know, I'll stop by your studio tomorrow. So like him and Conway come through to my house the next day and we basically recorded a track. Um, And then I was like, let's do an album. And he was like, sure, let's do an album. And then from there, it kicked off to another album and then eventually ended up with us uh, co-founding a record label together called Lord Mob. So basically, like, you know, it just it just all came together (laughs) like in a a way.
2: Uh, that's like, I call those things like omens or it's just like meant to be, but it's cool that it works out like that because, and it, it's awesome that you now created a label, especially such a successful one that really is kind of taken over the underground. But I met Flea outside, the kind of the same story with Conway outside of the Middle East when they came on tour, Conway headlining. And something I really appreciate about them is how kind they like how good people they are like to talk to like i remember talking to them and just being like man these are good dudes that want people to succeed that also want to push it like you know talking about how their music helped me and influenced me they were really like into listening and it made me appreciate it more and then really like like the whole music as a whole more
0: yeah yeah definitely I would say the way they carry themselves definitely engages the audience, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, that's why I don't know. It kind of there's like a weird thing now that at least Conway's bigger where it's like people want to shit on him or paint his personality in a different light than it really is. Like he's a kind dude. He's a nice dude. And I don't know, like people just I guess maybe it's because of the merch game, but people love to just kind of shit on, them, shit on them because they're big. Like, oh, these guys are prima das, but that's not it. When you talk to them or when you see them there, they're stand-up dudes and they hold themselves to a higher standard.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I completely agree with that.
2: You are uh, out in P town recording an album, right?
0: We're still in P town. We've recorded. Four You're albums. still in P
2: town. That's so crazy. So I'm originally, I grew up on Cape Cod and when I saw you guys were in P-Town, I was like, that's the weirdest place. Like why, why P-Town?
0: There's a lot of reasons. Um, It's, this is one of the reasons. I'll see if you can see this real quick. (laughs) Waking up and recording this.
2: I know exactly. Yeah, that's a, it's a beautiful view. I, um, I lived for a long time about 30 minutes from there and I would love to drive up and just check out the water check out the view uh up in P-Town up in Wellfleet and Charo area
0: yeah so like the view was one reason like you know getting artists like into a different like mind state um getting them like on a different vibe was like kind of the the inspiration like And then on top of that, like there's issues, my house had to be renovated. So like, you know, I have nowhere to live. So it's like, you know, that's another reason.
2: Yeah. And it's a, it's isolated. It's a, that's a good thing I bet about music is you guys can go to a place that's isolated and just create a project because of the vibe there, the energy, you don't have to focus on anything. I like the podcast in that way but like I miss getting on stage like with comedy that's all I um like I can't really work on my craft that much not not in front of an audience and I miss that How long have you guys been up there
0: God since like January something
2: Oh shit so you've been up there a while
0: Yeah well actually no before even before that sorry way before that What am I talking about probably like three months
2: and are you creating um a lord mob tape is that or yeah, are you doing we've
0: been working on the lord mob compilation tape um which is supposed to drop probably earlier mid february
2: that's uh, did you go up there just being like we're going to isolate and create this or is it kind of like did it morph into this
0: It morphed into this, like at first, like, you know, I had no intentions. I was basically just hanging out somewhere cool until my house was done being like, you know, renovated. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I was like, well, I'm out here, so I might as well just like get some work done. Um, I have a day job, but like, you know, outside my day job, I do music. So um, basically I would fly out artists that are signed to the Lord Mob record label, and then we would work you know night times and weekends and basically like you know get get the work done uh, is
2: it is it tough having a day job and to kind of becoming successful in a in an artistic endeavor
0: it's weird it's definitely weird like because like you got to learn how to balance both like you know you have to balance both perfectly um because there's, you know, obligations I have like during the workday, and there's obligations I have like from a music perspective. Like I owe people beats and I owe people like, you know, instrumentals, like so it's it's a lot more stress, but like at least I'm doing what I love to do. So
2: that's something that I as I get older I not worry about, but it's like it's something I have to think about is I have to have create a backing that supports my art but also I don't want to take time and uh energy away from that so it's a it's a weird balance but do you feel like you because you're so busy you can be more creative
0: um I've never really thought of it that way I think I think mostly it comes from I don't know that's 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 it's kind of an intangible thing to explain yeah I had
2: this when I was working full-time like when I was working 60 hours and I was doing comedy and like before all the pandemic and stuff I felt as if I had more energy that way like I felt as if like a huge like me I'm humans are more of like a crank flashlight instead of a battery like it's not the more we work, the more energy you have to create instead of like starting at 100 and then you drain yourself by the end of the day. So that's why I'm asking.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, in, in certain aspects of my life, that's true. In, in music, not so much, though. Um, definitely my day job that that comes into play a lot, like the stress motivates me to to basically produce even better work. Um, in music I feel like if I'm stressed like I'll I'll put out like terrible stuff like I'll make rush beats like and it's got it's just got to come naturally um, and I can't rush it or force it because I mean I do sense I do a lot of stuff that's synthesized uh, synthesized, like you know Mm -hmm. um, so I do a lot of my own instruments as well but I also do a lot of sampling a ton of sampling so like to find the right sample and then to flip it correctly, like you, it's, it's more of like a mindset than it is anything. Like, you know, you just have to be in the right mindset to, to be able to like listen to the sample and say like, okay, this is going to go good over this break or like, you know, this is gonna go good over these drums are you
2: hard on yourself like hard on your work looking back at it like the way you said
0: i hate hate everything i make yeah yeah i hate like every single song that i do
2: (laughs) can you not go back and listen to it
0: um i listen to it a lot like during the creation process and like i do go back and listen to some of it like you know once in a while but like for the most part like once it's done it's done
2: yeah you don't want to
0: then it's off to like the next thing
2: do you think that helped – I have this weird – like the hatred of what I'm putting out I feel like drives me to keep putting out more. That's kind of how I feel. And I, some people might not work that way, but it sounds like you kind of do, that you're just like, I want to move on to the next thing. And you do grow. I mean, you, your music gets – I don't want to say it gets better, but it gets different. And I can see your growth by listening to the tracks that you put out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cause I'm not like, I'm not like really a grimy producer. Like, I don't really make grimy beats. I make like, I would say more conscious style beats. Like,
2: I wouldn't, I would agree with that as a listener too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which makes it really interesting when you take rappers like Flea Lord and like G4 and combine them with my style. It's kind of like grimy meets conscious. Like it's it's like a weird it's a weird mixture.
2: Also very soulful. Like um, at yeah. least pray for the evil too. Like a lot of soul samples. A lot of it's. I think that's why I like it so much is because it is a different sound. It's a you kind of, you guys match well in a way that other producers don't. Is that weird for you that you sit up with? Like Flea put out his last album with Havoc, and that was an amazing album. But like you sit at least in 2020 with like an equal level project, if not not despite, but like better. Like I would listen to your stuff more. Is that a weird thing to think about?
0: Super weird. <laughs> yeah, especially since Havoc was like a childhood like hero of mine. Like, you know, like listening to Mob Deep growing up, like, you know, was was a huge inspiration for me a lot a lot of my like beat ins- like inspiration came from mob deep um, so I think it's just a, a blessing like you know it's just something really cool that happened uh, uh, I'm just lucky to, to be in that lineup because there was some really good producers like Pete Rock and Buck Wild and like you know legends like you know people that have like solidified their place in hip-hop history no questions asked um being you know in the same lane as them for even just a short period of time was was like you know really amazing
2: see it's i you're so humble by saying that but it's true like your project holds its own is that Like you do, you make electronic synthesized music. Like you have, I love, I was listening to your album, which I really like, the We All All Fucks, which is great. You can get that on all streaming, but it's, do you see yourself now working more in rap?
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, especially now with like the responsibility of being a co-owner of a record label, like me and Flea both own Lord Mob and there's responsibilities that I have specifically to like, make sure that like the beat production and the production of the sound quality is like top, top notch. Um, that's kind of like one of the things like I've been entrusted to, uh, to do. So the style of beats, like, and the style of like recording and the style of everything is just going to morph into something more and more valuable over time. Um, forgot where I was going with this
2: but no no but does that did you see music as being your your the thing that you would do like owning a label with one of the top you know
0: nah not like like, not like a million years like (laughs) it was like so I guess to understand like the full story like you got to understand like what I do for like a a like day job like so Mm -hmm. most most of my day job work is like building cyber security tooling so all on like the defensive side of like security and Mm -hmm. that's where i've like you know made my career and that's where i've like you know put in a ton of work and a ton of effort to like you know get to where i'm at like in this particular field so getting to that place and then all of a sudden being like you know what I'm just going to switch and become a hip-hop producer (laughs) like was really strange to a lot of people um a lot of people were just like you know what what the fuck like but I've been doing it since I was 16 so it's like I've been doing it for a long time I've been making hip-hop beats like in in different types of music for 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 ages um it was really weird for me to take the leap and it was very it was it was was exciting it was fun like and I haven't like took the leap fully like I haven't said like you know okay I'm gonna dedicate my entire day to music only
2: are Uh, you going to is that something that
0: probably not no because I'd go crazy like I have to have a day job to work like you know I have to have something to keep me busy during the day and then also something to keep me busy like at nighttime so
2: that that goes to my point where like humans we're like a crank fan we need the energy to keep us going if we like the not doing anything makes me more lazy i feel like i'm not getting as much done because i'm not as busy as i was which is a weird thought you don't think about it like you think like oh i'm so busy i'm not gonna have get shit done but that's not how it works
0: yeah yeah definitely
2: do you so you're not do you tell like at people are you open about being this guy at work
0: so the name me actually is like my hacker like alias name so like i've had the name me for for years and years um and my cyber security career is like tightly knitted with that name like Mm -hmm. I wrote open source software. I wrote a lot of open source software, and all my open source software was released under that name as well. Um, so, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's weird how like everything kind of morphed into this. But I don't. I don't see. I don't see myself ever doing music full full time. I don't. I don't know.
2: Is that like? Oh, that goes back to my question where you had an album that you have albums that rival some of the top producers like you have production that rivals some of the top producers you have some of the top rappers in the game on your projects whether that be you know flea rock uh evidence you got conway like you got everyone on your projects but it's still you're like uh, ah, it's not this isn't you don't want to jump full force into it that's so it's
0: yeah, like I don't think I'm good enough yet. Like I think with like a couple more years, like I'll be able to probably like probably do the switch.
2: You you don't think you're good enough? That's a are you so you, you are hard on yourself? Is that what took you a while to release music in the first place? Because you said you've been doing music sixteen, and your first album, at least on streaming, was we uh we all fucks in twenty eighteen.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's just, I never felt like there was anything worth putting out, and, like, the We All Fucks thing was mostly just a joke. Like, I just put that out there because, like, it was just a bunch of crazy music I would made, and I just thought it would be funny to, like, have that be my first album ever. It was <laughs> just, like, all yeah. this crazy weird shit that I made. Um, then the Pray for the Evils came, and then I was like, oh, shit, I need to start taking this seriously. And, like, Trill, my, my good friend Trill, um you know always told me like yo you, you you are really good at this like you should pursue it like um but like
2: what just, made you ask flea to do a song then because that because you didn't know who he was beforehand because you were just like this is a cool guy but it's like that changed your life that question and it yep, sounds like something yep. you probably wouldn't do normally
0: normally not like I, I had confidence like built up because I had already made songs for Conway, like Thanks to Trill, like you know I, I put together like a few tracks with Conway, and I kind of built up my, my confidence a little, and I was like, fuck it, like you know let's let's at least see where it can go, like let's let's collaborate and see if we can make something interesting. Mm-hmm. So, and you, yeah, you like- guys,
2: it shows that you guys are a good pair. Are you? This is a, like, what do you think brought you guys together? Do you think it's chance? Do you think it's fate? Like, do you think Conway. it, what?
0: Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for Conway, we wouldn't have met. If it wasn't for Trill, and if it wasn't for Conway, like, we wouldn't have met. Yeah. So, it was and just, that's what
2: I mean is, what were you saying? Sorry.
0: I was just going to say, like, maybe, maybe right place at the right time. I I, I don't know.
2: Yeah. And you were also successful in another field. So it's you have you know how to like push yourself to become success. What made you get into cybersecurity and hacking?
0: <laughs> um, I was just really interested in like taking over computer systems. Like obviously, like most most defensive like cybersecurity people usually start on the offensive side. Like um there's something fun about compromising a remote system and then going you know where is this system at like where is it located geographically you know what kind of data is on here like you know there's just something interesting about being able to like have that kind of power to like take over computer systems and then use them as a as like a collective to like then do whatever you want like It's just, you know, it was always fascinating to me. So I started off on the offensive side and then gradually moved to like the defensive side. And I started, basically I worked as, uh, I worked at a security, so a managed service security provider as like a security analyst. So my whole job was to like look through network traffic data and like all this other stuff and then find compromises. And I was just like, this is too manual. So I built something that automated my job called Snorby, which was the first open source project that I ever built. And that was like one of the first like web applications, true web applications for an intrusion detection system. Um, so like, I was kind of like accredited with that, like, you know, being the first person to do that.
2: Yeah. that's how old were you when you started doing that
0: damn i can't remember um i want to say like i was in my 20s that's that's for sure so music
2: came first
0: music came first yeah
2: were they always like when you started that were they always in um like racing each other or did did you then the the cyber take over once you got into the
0: Cybersecurity like took over everything. Like I stopped making music. Like, you know, I was just so into cybersecurity that I, I wasn't focusing on anything else. Uh, See, now
2: it makes sense when you're, you're telling me I'm not you in your own head thinking you're not good enough to make the full jump because you are like you created that for one of the first detection. Like you're so successful in this one field that it, it must be. It's weird that you have these like in your head. It must be a tough comparison to be like, I'm so successful in this one field, and this other one, I'm really creating a name for myself. What path am I going to take ahead of me? Like,
0: yeah, yeah, it's just, it's kind of scary. This is the fork in the road. <laughs> it's like, yeah, which path to take? I, I would like to take both if I could, like, and that's what I'm trying to do. But like, who knows? One day I may have to decide. So. And you what? Know what that would be that would be a good decision. So that would be a good thing if I had to decide. Like if music got me to a place where I was financially like you know stable, um, I would probably make that jump.
2: If you should, it's it's so. You never thought that music would get you to this place Were you was it something like when you were growing up that you were like, this is what I want to do with my future? Or was it more just um, a side thing that you were doing?
0: So I actually started off rhyming like I used to rap Um, and that's I ended up making beats basically out of necessity because I had no beats to rap over. And this was back like, you know, when fucking dial up was a thing and like downloading stuff took, you know, 10 years. So like finding like beats on YouTube and and stuff like that, like that didn't even exist at that point in time. Like there was no such thing. Like, so I just started being self-taught. I just self-taught myself how to make music, how how to make beats like in Fruity Loops. I think it was like the, the first DAW that I ever used um so you
2: were always good with computers that just it yeah, came naturally always, to you. yeah i
0: was always good with computers yeah
2: yeah and so you, you you were making beats because you wanted to make what you were rapping beats for your own uh do you rap anymore what stopped I do, you
0: i do but i don't like play it for anybody
2: yeah <laughs> no one not even your your label
0: <laughs> uh definitely not not definitely not. Definitely.
2: that's the last definitely not that's playable. the last <laughs> that's would you ever do you want to continue making um synth music or do you is is rap now what you're putting your focus on musically
0: i'm combining the two if i could i would actually love to play you a sample real quick of a song that i did
2: yeah totally
0: right. yeah we'll see what you think of this Awesome
1: Yeah 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 Lord Mob 2021 Me fucked big drop, whip it to the shit lock, you ever bag dimes at work, I ain't got time for TikTok. I watch this clock tick tock, that fiend's here, knock knock, I hope he got a full 20, if not he getting no rock, nigga I been cold pop, and still I must provide a meal, surviving still we ain't, I don't know if my licks survived or still steal, I ain't checked, Every list they put out, promise I ain't next, but I ain't immature. Them niggas they grew to the I am next. Proves fuck with Fosse walk away with your lioness. Hundred gram, Lord, don't hit my line if you buying less. Fresh and all is Hamron Preston. All my ops is everybody got a gun. I pray on mine and bless my weapon. Everything scandalous. Mob life connected coast to coast Flea made this happen You get a foot burn, you don't check it Every day we drop aggressive And niggas build these brick walls I put my squad on demo time We get the record, get the message Smith and West, or the mini Hector You gon' get the message Where I'm from, you catch the right body We gon' go Fiesta My whip like the Jets George Jefferson high came up It's a lab around the corner, but fuck it Let's do the plane up Fuck the diamonds, do the plane cut Everything's scandalous. Uh, nigga, get that chain up. This shit that I can't make up. A few times I almost gave up, but didn't cave in. Ah, uh, Lord, my, we hit any scene and go caveman. Kill kill, 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 kill,
0: There's like a.
2: Dude, oh my. God.
0: There's a little
2: that's example of like, both That's a ma- Damn, what, that's gonna be coming out in February? Yep. Dude, your new set, I mean, not your new set, but that's crazy. Like, it's crazy that music isn't all you put your time into. Because (laughs) you are one of the top, like, even before you got on, I was, you know, you're one of my, you had my two favorite projects of the year. Like, your production's insane and you're still put, like, you're changing your sound and growing, and it's not even the thing you put your full time into.
0: Yeah. Like, (laughs) That's <laughs> crazy.
2: So how does how does a song like that come together, like from the beginning? Do you you do you know who's gonna be on it when you make the beat?
0: So that track was actually made here in Provincetown. Um, so GF and, and T four or <laughs> <Tf> and G <G4>, four <laughs> uh, both flew out here uh, to record in the recording studio and I had both of them together so I was just like fuck it like let's let's just make as many tracks as possible like with both of you guys um so I just sat down and started like making a beat and like came up with like I was sampling something and then I was like screw it I don't want to sample it like what I'm going to do is I'm just going to cut it up into small parts and then just like you know 80s 80s style like repetitive like synth music and so that
2: was a sample what were, what were you sampling on that?
0: Um, I have no clue, but like I changed yeah, just would. so much that like it's like it's not even a sample at this point because I ran it through like so many different plugins and like and it, and it wasn't a sample; it was just a little fragment of a sample. So it's like Ding, oh yeah, like, yeah, like like, Ding, like or dump. and then both so you create
2: guys, the beat like, in studio with them.
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: So there, it's like it's all do they so did they write to that with you or was that how long do you think a, like something like that would take or, or how long does a song take to make
0: be honest like we we were making songs like back to back so maybe like an hour per song
2: that's is that your like is that your flow state is that your happy state is when you're in the studio
0: yeah definitely like when i'm making beats like that's my nirvana.
2: Do you feel that same way when you're um, doing uh, cybersecurity and when you're coding and uh, writing?
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, it's it's more comes from, like, a, a sense of needing to build something, to create something. Like, I think that's mostly where it comes from. And, like, and I, I'm pretty open about this. Like, I, I'm, I, I'm someone who suffers from OCD. So, like, not, like like oh I'm gonna go organize my desk or like I love when things are organized OCD like I have real OCD um, which means like I have compulsive thoughts like almost all the time Um, and building things helps me basically control that like you know you know control that that constant like voice in your head that's like oh you need to be creating something you need to be building something and if i do it like then it like you know i feel completed and i feel whole so it's just became part of my daily routine to want to make something every day
2: and using that to kind of help you um help push you not you know that could be a hindrance but it's um it's true. You I if I, I, I deal with this exact same thing, OCD. And it's the, the the thoughts where it's like you're not you have to just keep moving. You have to keep pushing. And if you stop, you're like other people stop. Why can't I stop? Like why can't I relax if other but it's that's not what it is. You have you have to push it. You can't. That's that's other people. That then they have their own shit to deal with.
0: Exactly. There's like one speed for me and it's like go. Like, you know, and if I'm not making something, then I'm gonna be regretting it later, so.
2: Do you ever get burned out?
0: Not really, no. With cybersecurity stuff sometimes, like, because it's so mentally challenging, like, so is music. Like, I'm not gonna say that, that, that one is harder than the other. Uh, both of them are, are incredibly complex uh, in their own rights. Um, programming though takes a little bit more out of you like Mm -hmm. you have to you have to keep so many things like in your head at one time when you're programming because you have to basically maintain some kind of like state in your head of order of operation like you have to basically say like okay if x equals y then do some operation right like you need to remember what Mm -hmm. x You need to remember what Y equals, like you need to, you have to have, you know, this constant, you know, uh, state set in your head. And with music, it's not really like that. It's more relaxing. It's more free flow, flow, uh, free, free form, um, where it just comes naturally. And it's like, it's kind of like the two are complete opposites in my opinion. Like those two worlds are like different sides of the brain, like competing,
2: yeah and well and the music is a lot more i'm or i don't know but it's fulfilling in a in a different way they're probably they're both fulfilling and they they help the fulfillment goes to the two different sides of the brain too it's not like yeah and that probably makes it work because there's it's two different functions of the brain it's not like you're using up too much of one for the other you can kind of put them in the different compartments
0: yep yeah exactly
2: is that so that because you'll just want to keep moving is that why it's great being impeded like being stuck in a place so isolated and creating a project
0: well yeah because there's nothing else to do
2: (laughs) there is not trust me everyone i grew up on cape cod there's nothing to do there uh, during the winter you can't yeah I there's mean, nothing the
0: good thing is, is that there's two dispensaries really close by so <laughs> shout
2: out uh cannelly leaf uh, yeah <laughs> i know i know exactly i go back to the cape uh, most weekends to record podcasts i still have a, a place to stay there so i'm still there a lot
0: nice nice yeah i mean it's just it's a great place to come and create like that's about that's about as and we've recorded music videos here too so we've recorded like a few like three music videos i think we've recorded just out here on np Town. Uh,
2: are you so guys that, is there a is there a studio out there or did you make create your own studio
0: studio so we rented out a room and turned it into a full studio
2: is that the, cause you don't really think about P-Town as having a rap scene. It's not like, uh, there's, there's not a community there. So it's cool that you guys took that and were able to create one just to, you know, have in the room. What, what, uh, why, why just because why P-Town of all places, just cause it was isolated.
0: So I've been to P-Town a few times, but like, I never really got a chance to like really kick it and hang out here. Um, I just I honestly just really thought it would be a good place to record music like once I saw like the rooms that we were staying in being right on the ocean like I was like yeah we have to set up a studio here and we have to start recording like we need to record like as many artists as possible, like while we have this, this like situation set up.
2: Have people in the area started to notice.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, when we were, when we do, like, our music videos and stuff, people are really curious and stop by and ask us, like, what we're doing. Uh, everybody that uh, runs, like, the, the in here uh, is really interested in, like, what we're doing, our music. And, like, we were supposed to be in the Cape Cod uh, times, like, you know, basically, like, saying, hey, like, there's these artists here recording. I don't know what happened with that, but, yeah. Uh, mm. But most of most of P Town is aware that we're here and recording.
2: It's not a it's not a big community. I was just um last week I was in Worcester and I was check I went to go check out the mural um that Chris made, Kip the Frog made, and I know he was up in P Town doing some of those and it oh. was cool. It was really it was a funny, a funny little story. Um everyone check out uh, it's kept a frog on Instagram. Great artist out of uh, Worcester, Mass. Um, I was wearing a Griselda hoodie and I went to look for the mural because I live pretty close to Worcester. And uh, have you seen it?
0: I've seen pictures, but I haven't seen it in person.
2: So it's like hidden. You can't really find it. And I didn't know that. So I was like walking around trying to find it and he was leaving and I was wearing, you know, just like a, a fourth rope hoodie. And he was like, you have a fourth row putting? I was like, Chris, and I got to see, though, he probably showed it to me. And then I saw that he was in P-Town. So it's just a, it's cool that the mass area is, it's showing the love. It's showing, and it's kind of, it's growing.
0: It's picking up. It's picking up, that's for sure.
2: Do you, how long, how much longer are you there for?
0: Oh, um, probably just maybe a couple more weeks.
2: Mm-hmm now that you're out there is it kind of like you're in you're in work mode you don't want to go back or are you are you getting sick of the the isolation
0: <laughs> no I love the isolation I think it's great so I don't know I'll miss it for sure but like I'm starting to think that I'm going to do this every winter uh where I'm just going to like rent someplace and then have a bunch of artists come out and just record and just make it a make it a winter thing for me
2: who else do you want to work with like who else are i know you just started lord mobs so you have a lot of great artists uh under that label you have well you have g4 you have Edo, you have lee who else what did you sorry you cut out oh yeah
0: and then um
2: all killers all amazing artists
0: yeah all great like phenomenal phenomenal artists like but, like, if I could work with any one person, it would be Dell the Funky Homo Sapien.
2: Really? I, that actually makes sense, the Hearing, especially hearing your new beats and what the sound that you're trying to go. That makes sense. But yeah, were you yeah. a big Deltron fan?
0: Oh, huge. Like, huge Dell fan. Yeah, and I'm a big Souls of Mischief fan, too. Like, Souls of Mischief was, like, my, like, favorite group, like, growing up. One of my favorite groups growing up. Uh, it was pretty much mob deep and souls of mischief is like pretty much everything i listened to like while growing up
2: (laughs) do you listen to the more like artistic different stranger rap now that's coming out now like uh, whether it be like milo or um you know jpeg or just whatever the 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 artists who are trying to find unique sounds are
0: no are you more old school I'm I'm pretty old school. Like if it's not nineties style hip hop, like then I'm usually not interested. Like um But like I give everybody their chance, like I give everybody their flowers. Like, you know, if, if someone made like an yeah. really inspirational album, like I'll oh, I'm not gonna hate. Like I'll say like yo, that's fire. Like
2: um, Yeah, there's a there's a really great artist, Big Mont, out in New York that um, you know, has cosigns from Pharrell and it just is a really great and he's creating his own style and it's like it's like inspired from like I guess early Kanye, but it's it's really unique and good. And I, I love that artists are creating their own sounds. Shit, Ito is so good with that and just creating so many different sounds. His album with Body Bag Ben, just his shit, uh you know, Fly America, all of it. these artists are creating their own thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Ito Ito is a beast.
2: Do you how did he, so you started working with Flea and you said you wanted to create, when did you say you wanted to create Lord Mom? When did that happen?
0: Um, me and Flea basically just decided on it organically. Like um, we knew we wanted to like grow the brand. I wanted to invest in it. Like, you know, there was, there were certain things that we wanted to do and we just, join forces and we're like fuck it let's create lord mob and then let's sign let's sign a few artists that like we know we really respect and really appreciate their music and you know start doing compilations um how'd you pick your artists so there's a lot of artists that are involved in lord mob like it's not just like those main artists like there's zaza there's young act like there's there's a whole bunch of like other artists that are involved in lord mob excuse me um so the way we pick them is basically just off the strength of their music Mm -hmm. you know that's pretty much it like we don't care about anything else other than the quality of the music they create
2: i think that's a i don't want to say a new but a trend that i would say started with is griselda i guess didn't but it's a trend that's great where it's you put artists on because they're good and the amount of artists that are being picked up and the amount of artists that are getting plays even if they don't have the biggest following just from a feature they can get a whole a whole following from is really great like the amount of artists i found listening to you know just random projects you know and then Ido, if or G4, you find these artists and they have so many different projects that you, then you can go explore and then you find more artists and then you realize it's a whole network that you didn't even know was there until you really get into it.
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah. So you guys really. just kind of figured it out organically. And then how quickly after the idea came, did it come to fruition?
0: Really quickly. Like, once we had it formed, like, once we had, like, the idea in our head, like, everything just executed and planned, like, you know, step by step, flawlessly, like, it's, it's, it's really been a pleasure so far. Like, it's, you know, knock on wood, but like, there's been no issues. Uh, Did he
2: know about your other, your other life when you guys were getting started?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah.
2: And it was, and it still worked. That's. And how yeah, long how long yeah. has when did Lord Ma, when did you guys how long ago was that that you guys started?
0: Um I can't even remember. <laughs> if I told you Yeah. You're lying, I can't
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just it's kind of going with it seems like you're just going with the flow and it's paying off.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like that's the best way to describe it. <laughs> Is I'm just going with the flow and like things seem to be working out, so I'm like not changing the recipe.
2: Is that the same way you are with cybersecurity is it or is that more of a planned thing that you have to
0: That's a very planned strategical thing. So that's why I said like the two are such opposites because yeah. You know, completely different focus points, like completely different frames of reference, like, you know, it's it's bizarre, but like the two worlds I haven't brought them together, which I which would be pretty cool. I think if I brought them together somehow, but
2: how do you like? How do you think you could bring them together?
0: Um, uh, probably just like with rap, like you know, <laughs> you yeah. know, do like some nerdcore rap or something like that. I don't know. Probably not. I'm not. I wouldn't do that. But
2: uh, <laughs> don't no. Don't shut your ideas down. If you want to make nerdcore rap, you should go for it.
0: <laughs> but um, yeah. I don't know. It would be cool. Like if there was some way to combine them in the future, I'm sure there will be like, there's, there's a like one of the things that I love to do is I love to come up with company ideas, like different startups and things like that. So it's like thinking about the music industry and thinking about all the pain points that I've had to go through standing up a record label and then, you know, signing artists. Like I'm sure there's like thousands of startup ideas like in there, you know, just waiting to be founded. Yeah.
2: So, do you like the business side of it now that you're in the business side of music or is it a is it a thing you didn't think you'd have to deal with or are there things about it that you thought you wouldn't have to deal
0: with? Um, uh, to be quite honest, I just leave all the business stuff up to flee. Like I don't I don't I don't normally deal with any of the business stuff just because like it's not it's It's what I do on my cybersecurity side of the house. So it's like, it's not something I want to do on this side of the house. Like, I want to be a creative here. Um, Yeah. I want want somebody else to run the ship.
2: That's the the two ideas together is kind of how I feel about this podcast. Like, I grew up listening to rap. I saw Wu-Tang. My dad took me to see Wu-Tang Clan when I was 12 years old. I knew every word to the Predator when I was eight years, Ice Cube's the Predator when I was eight years old. Like rap is just, and comedy was my other thing. Like stand up is what I want to do with my life. And when I created this podcast with the help of my producers, Ani and Irish, it was like, it was that thing where the two worlds finally met. And I was like, oh, this, like, I feel, I can combine the two worlds and I can have comedy and rap the two things I love work out in harmony. And is that, that's kind of how it seems. It seems, well, you you haven't combined the two yet, but creating this label, you wouldn't have been able to do that without the knowledge you have created in your, you know, in your other life.
0: Correct. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah.
2: And do you, you said you leave all the business stuff up to him. So you're, You're just, you're like the, you pick that, you just have the ear for music?
0: Um, I mostly just focus on getting beats, uh, people that need beats and, you know, that's about it.
2: Yeah. Well, you said Dell was an artist you wanted to work on. Is there any like artists on the up and come up that you're trying to work? Like, I would love to hear you and Stove God. I got Stove God right here. Like that, that was a collab I'd love to hear.
1: That
0: would be cool. I'd be totally down with that. If he, he's if he probably has, one of my watches this, then he should uh, we should link up.
2: Yeah, is there anyone else that are is on your radar?
0: Um, I would like to do more work with Ito, like, I would love to produce more beats for Ito. Um, just because Ito has such a interesting flow, like, you know, he's he's I don't know, just something about his cadence, like, is you know, just awesome to me. So I'd like to produce more for Ito. Um, let's see, what other artists do I like? Um, I do make trap beats from time to time. So it's like, you know, I do dabble in like, you know, trying to like make trapish style beats. So it's like, I don't think I would ever get into that lane, but like, I like making beats of all types. People
2: shit on YN Billy so much. And I love him. Like, I love trap music, too. I just went to see Lil Papa and Young K.A. in Manchester, New Hampshire last night. Like, I love, I love that style, too. And I don't get why the two can't be in harmony. You know, like, I don't get why people who love the grimier shit can't also respect the trappier stuff, too
0: it's mostly just probably because it's old heads like old hip-hop heads like that don't want to change yeah like that's fine I respect that like you know if if they have like an opinion and that's the style of hip-hop that you know they're accustomed to and that they feel is the true form of hip-hop like I respect that but you know I also respect the new stuff too so
2: I really appreciate you coming on and talking. I, I it's, it's crazy to learn more about you, like fig, find out your a whole other life and your story. It makes me appreciate the work, um, the music a lot more. And I'm saying that saying you have some of my favorite projects of the year. Like I really, I respect the hustle and I respect the work. And I really hope that people listening to this also feel that and can check you out and be like, damn, this guy is really doing it. Yeah. So thank you thank you so much for coming on.
0: Yeah, yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for the opportunity and uh, just chopping it up.
2: Yeah, do you wanna uh, plug your stuff? Plug your Instagram and we'll
0: Um, put it at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, yeah, you can just follow me on Instagram at at mefucks or on Twitter at mefucks. Those are basically the two media platforms that I use the most um yeah
2: and check out both of his albums pray for the <laughs> yeah. evil one and check two just fantastic one. projects
0: yep pray for the evil two got pray
2: features from two. conway got features from uh west got features from rock you got evidence on there really really great project so thank you again you can follow me at bucked up podcast or at sam c buck and uh we'll see you soon bye everyone